It's 9.30 on a Monday morning. It must be time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne I Myers. Can... I'm sorry. That's that's the voice of my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Yes, Linda. Good morning. Uh, already interrupting at minute point zero zero one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it's Food Talk, and I, I was going to say I can tell because I have my apron on. Oh, see, and you need to tell us that because we cannot see you. I know. Well, and I'm not lying. And I have a green apron on because it is spring. It is spring. Yay! It's officially, I mean, we're, you know, deep in the heart of spring, actually. Yes. Yes. And um, normally a green apron would be for spring, but, but it turns out that this year the green apron is also for lettuce morning because everybody I know that's trying to grow lettuce all the sparrows are eating all the little lettuce wings. oh I guess <laughs> I'm, you? I'm lucky I have that's some ro- I have some romaine in pots and they're uh, doing really well well but you have the sparrow slayer you 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 have that dog that keeps the sparrows away from your lettuce well actually we I don't put the lettuce in the dog yard god almighty <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it was in pots, it was safe. Yeah, it's in pots. I have learned my lesson. A row of lettuce for two people is just a tragedy waiting to happen. (laughs) So now I just plant them in pots and then I um, can, you know, actually use it all. It's nice. Oh, yeah. And the dog, who is also a molar by profession and a (laughs) a professional excavator, is nowhere near my lettuce. That's uh, the thing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Lettuce pots are nice, and I think they're a really nice gift. I mean, on a couple of occasions, I've received lettuce bowls as gifts, you know. Oh, nice. That's a great And that's a really good gift, you know. Yes, yes. Or or a potted herb of any kind. Um, Yeah, yeah. Something you can actually use, and it doesn't have to be in the house which is yeah. my usually my objection to gifts in general is that, you know, I don't need anything. I don't need yeah. anything. But if I can um, snip a little bit of it off and throw it into dinner, hooray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. Well, and Mother's, Mother's Day is coming up here this week. And so, um, if, if right. you know, certainly it's a good Mother's Day gift. But also, if you're going to somebody else's house or, 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 or you just, you have an auntie or something that's, you know, like a mother one step removed. <laughs> um, it's just a, a nice gift, a lettuce bowl or, yeah, just like you said, herbs, something that you can have outside in a pot. Yeah, it's fabulous. Yeah. It, what would you do? Um, uh, did you ever do any special kind of food in honor of mother, Mother's Day? Was that a feast day or a special day? You know, I think that for us and for a lot of people, it was brunch, you know, and so um, my family, we always made sticky buns. My my grandma just made these fabulous sticky buns, and um, and then we always had brunch. We usually had quiche and um, uh, bacon, and really the sticky buns, quiche, and bacon, th- those were the the staples. And then anything else, there was usually like a Caesar salad, but but that that was um, kind of what we did. And I think a lot of people do do brunch. Yeah. Know? I think that that's probably a pretty, um, having worked in restaurants for a long time, I can tell you that that's a big, (laughs) that's a biggie. (laughs) Yeah. Especially for uh, if there's a brunch thing going on. That's right, man. That's a, if you didn't know it was spring, that's, that'll do it for you. I I wonder about, 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 uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you have any Mother's Day traditions? Uh, 
No, I, you know, for decades I was not around. I was living yeah. somewhere far away. And um, yeah. so I don't have a, a huge uh, backlog of experience of actually being together on, you know, okay. where we where we would share a meal. On well, that doesn't ever stop me from celebrating a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Hispanic, but I am all for Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> So if there's a holiday that is, that 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 you know is traditionally brunch oriented, heck, I'm having brunch. <laughs> <laughs> and brunch mm-hmm. is just, uh, I, I think it's a good idea any day. I like the whole yeah. idea of it. And my schedule sometimes in um, delivering and picking up the home recording equipment for KMUN and distributing it to all of us who are not in the studio anymore uh, often g- keeps me away from the house during the time, uh, during official breakfast time when I should be actually oh, yeah. fixing breakfast. So um, at our house, we have brunch really pretty often like several several days a week we are having breakfast at noon <laughs> oh nice and it's nice no, but yeah, that's, really that's nice. nice yeah it's really leisurely there's just something yeah more leisurely about having breakfast food at lunch than lunch lunch is a sandwich you just like eat it while you're walking <laughs> <laughs> you know you have your screwdriver in one hand and your sandwich <laughs> in the other and you just keep working you know but you don't do that yeah. with breakfast food <laughs> yeah that's right oh gosh <laughs> I'm well, I'm up for having a you know at brunch you could legally I mean seriously by all brunch rules have a screwdriver. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I meant I meant a screwdriver like no, the tool. I know you mean the tool. I'm talking a real screwdriver. Oh, you kill me. <laughs> I'm thinking a screwdriver or a bloody mary. That's brunch. Oh, the poor man's mimosa. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um well um I wonder if our seven listeners remember that we are having a haiku contest. Well, you know what we need to do is uh let everybody know about the special uh food day email address so that they can not only enter yeah. the contest but also ask a question, give us an answer, file an uh, official complaint, <laughs> whatever they want to do. Why don't you tell us about that? Okay, so we are having a haiku contest and what we want to know is um, how the pandemic has affected how you eat or how you cook. And um, so we have um, invented, created a, a, a um, email address for our show, foodtalkkmun at outlook.com. That's foodtalkkmun at outlook.com. And what we want are your haikus. And, and I have an example here about COVID. And <clears throat> if you're ready, if you remember, a haiku is five syllables, then seven syllables, and five syllables, and it doesn't have to rhyme. And so my example is <clears throat> blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. That's how they go. <laughs> that was riveting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but um, but we have pr- uh, prizes, and they are gift certificates to um, the Food Web's um, Small Farms Market Day, and that's where you order local um, food, produce, baked goods, meats, fish, all kinds of stuff 
on the um, internet and then pick it up at the food web on Thursdays from um, 3 to 7 p.m. They also have delivery on Fridays. And so uh, we will be giving gift certificates um, to that away to the winners. We're pretty excited about that. And we want you to win. And And your chances are pretty good since there's only seven of you. That's right. Although you don't have to be a fan to enter. (laughs) Anyone can can enter. And our panel of judges will (laughs) notify you. (laughs) Yes. And and so um, I think in about a month we'll announce winners, something like that. And, um, um, but until then you can send a couple of haikus and then like one piece of hate mail, whatever you want to do. That's right. Um, we'll respond talk, to everything. Yes. Food talk, KMUN at outlook.com. How has the pandemic affected your cooking and your eating? That's great. Yay. Yay. I'm pretty excited about that. I, we, we Me miss, too. um, having contact, you know, actual contact with people on the other end of the radio. So this is a way. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. 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 So what have you been... Before, after the show, people would call in, you know, like one every couple weeks, but still. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'd still be there, and then Reed would answer the phone, but now it's all boarded up, so... I know it's very sad, and um, yeah. and we continue to uh, be in the grip of the pandemic around here. So, um, yeah. so at least we have a plan B, and the plan B is that we record from home, and Linda and I talk to each other on the phone, and it goes into this wonderful little uh, recorder, <laughs> and then it goes. And you send us haikus, yay! Send us haikus about anything really, but the contest is specific, so. Yeah. I wonder what you've been cooking. Well, um, I have a friend, Carol Elder, who has a really good salad that she makes, and I made it. Um, And and it's it's really springy. So um, I like green goddess dressing. I think it's really good. I do, um, too. Yeah, and it just works with, you know, any herbs that you have, pretty much. And um, and, and that's kind of nice. And so, you know, often if I'm cooking fish I'll make a green goddess dressing for the salad that has dill in it you know that kind of thing or tarragon but you can use anything basil is really good but this recipe had a red goddess dressing instead of a green goddess dressing and I I, yeah and I'd never heard of that and so um and she really liked it and she has a really good palate so um I made it and it's good so the the salad itself is really simple it's um you know lettuce and avocados and shrimp and then I think cilantro and then, you know, you just squeeze a lime over it. That's really easy. And the, here's the dressing. So um, um, it uses a roasted red bell pepper. And that's what what it um, make, what makes it red. Uh-huh. And, and it, it's sort, sort of like if a mesco was a dressing. Right, you know? right, it's really, right. It's really good. So it's one roasted um, red bell pepper. You chop it up. Stick all this in a blender. You've got a salad and some garlic, a little bit of jalapeno, some yogurt. Um, a little bit of apple cider vinegar, some lemon juice, and then olive oil and salt. And it's just really good. So it's from Food and Wine Magazine, which which now they're, um, um, oh, no, that was, never mind, I got stupid there. But their, their recipes are online. And it says Chef um, uh, Jonathan Waxman recipe, and it's avocado and shrimp salad with red goddess dressing. Oh. It's really, really, really good. I'm and writing so, it down. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I always look at the um, ratings and everybody gave it five stars. And, you know, Carol, it's in her regular rotation. 
and it's really good and it was really springy and um just just refreshing and um just just really really good so yeah I was really happy to have that recipe and it was something that was just a little different but um not scary <laughs> uh, I didn't have to get any chemicals out or you know evacuators or anything like that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Hey, I yeah. um I had I have a loaf of your fabulous um dill rye bread. Oh yeah. And I found a recipe for um a summer squash gratin. That I, okay. which I always like no matter what time of year it is because there is no month when you can't get a zucchini. <laughs> so yeah, you yeah. can have squash gratin any, any time you want. But this particular recipe that I found at the New York Times cooking site is with pickled rye breadcrumbs. Pickled. I'm saying pickled. With what? Pickled rye breadcrumbs. How and, do you pickle breadcrumbs? Well... I'm going to tell you (laughs) because that was my question. It's really good. Um, So squash gratin, pretty self-explanatory, but on this particular one, while you're draining the squash, because you know, summer squash of any kind is pretty watery. So you want to salt it and put it in a colander and let it sit around for 20, 30 minutes or maybe up to an hour if you want to, and let all, a lot of that liquid drain away. And while that's happening, you melt some butter, you make some breadcrumbs mm-hmm. with um, uh, leftover, hopefully day-old rye bread. Okay. And um, you make some breadcrumbs out of that, and then you melt some butter in a uh, skillet, and you put in the breadcrumbs and a tablespoon of dill pickle juice and a little salt, and you stir it around until all the butter is soaked up. And then you just put it in a bowl and set it aside. And um, then uh, for the next step, you use that same skillet, and and you put in a little bit more butter and um, saute some onions until they're uh, lightly, you know, golden. Um, So you're going to use some... um, you can thinly slice them or you can chop them at your pleasure, um, any kind of onion you like. And then uh, I've used leeks and white onions and yellow onions. It's all all it's all it's good. Yeah. <laughs> My least favorite <laughs> phrase, but in, in uh, certain circumstances, it, it applies. Anyway, yeah. you put, you um, car- car- lightly caramelize the onions and then you put in two more tablespoons of pickle juice. And some garlic okay. and some thyme and some uh, uh, red pepper flakes, if you like a little spice, and some salt and pepper. And you just cook okay. it f- briefly until everything smells great because you don't want to um, brown the garlic. And yeah. then uh, pull it off the heat and put in a couple of more tablespoons of butter and uh, let it melt, stir around until it's melt, melty. And, um, and then add uh, like about half of the squash to the pan and um, just stir it around until everything's combined and toss in the rest of it add some shredded uh, Swiss or whatever cheese you like actually I think that the recipe officially called for Gruyere but it would be good with about a million different kinds of cheese and um, 
and and uh, top, uh, toss in a few of the breadcrumbs and toss everything together and then put it into a baking dish and sprinkle the rest of the breadcrumbs on top and bake it for about a half hour until everything is bubbly. And it is really tasty in a surprising sort of way. <laughs> But that's so interesting, and you can taste the pickle juice. You can, and the pickle juice with the rye bread, especially the dill rye bread, just goes mm-hmm. really well. I mean, it's just okay. a sweet combination. Like, I, it makes me want to make a, a cheese and pickle sandwich on the that dill rye bread because that would be perfect. <laughs> that would just be perfect. It's like a Reuben with squash instead of meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been doing a lot more vegetarian cooking lately. I have to yeah. take a really quick a second and uh, let everybody mm-hmm. know that Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web. I'm Marianne Myers, and I'm here with, uh, I am here always on Food Talk with Linda Perkins. Yay! <laughs> well, Yay. you just said that you were doing a lot more vegetarian cooking and I, I read something that I thought was a, a good switch out for people who are, are really trying to be vegetarian or even vegan and that is when a recipe calls for anchovies you know like a dressing um, to um, uh, switch out um, kalamata olives oh that's a really good idea salty yeah and, it, and yeah. yeah salty and earthy and yeah. umami and yeah I thought that was a really really good idea I, I haven't tried it yet but um but it's in my brain, and I, I'm hoping it'll stay there. <laughs> well, it won't fall out and I'll forget. <laughs> I, I don't think, oh, I would have to be, you know, like physically separated from my anchovies. I, oh, I, use, I know, I know. I use I know them you, in I know everything, them so much, and yeah. I'm not yeah. a vegetarian, but I am uh, aspiring to eat a whole lot more veg than we used to, and I don't cook as much meat as I used to uh, for all kinds of reasons so uh, that have nothing to do with the fact that I totally love meat (laughs) (laughs) hey did you hear did you hear that Epicurious isn't going to publish beef recipes anymore no I did not know that yeah yeah that happened um oh I don't know maybe 10 days ago but yeah they said they're they're not gonna yeah they're not gonna publish beef recipes anymore and um they just decided it's not good for the planet it's not good for people they're not going to take down their old beef recipes. And, and they're a, a, a good and important recipe site, you know, that it's not like some blogger. Yeah, no, no, it's a real go-to yeah. site. And yeah. um, I, I didn't even know that because the lately my go-to site has been New York Times and um, yeah. Food 52. But uh, those, and along with Epicurious, are my top three favorite places to go with confidence about yeah. uh, what it is yeah. that you might be willing to try. Cause I don't want to waste time and I don't want to waste ingredients if yeah. uh, on a recipe that uh, comes from an unknown source. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, the New York times, the, the, the comments are always so good, you know? Yes. Yes. And I think at food 52 too, also yeah. um, that, that people are um, very, uh, it, first of all, very polite, but second of all, mm-hmm. saying, I tried it with this and it was fabulous or, you know, yeah. really uh, suggesting things that are helpful. And yeah, I, I love, I so, appreciate um, that. Um, you know, when you make mayonnaise, you start with your egg yolks and then you, 
you drizzle in just a little bit of oil and you, you know, whip it really fast or have it in a blender or something, you know, food yeah. processor or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you have to start drizzling the, um, the, the oil really slowly and then you can do a little more, a little more. You have to build up an emulsion and it's, it's not an emulsion that really wants to happen, you know, super eagerly. So, it, um, so anyway, uh, in the comments of the New York Times um, from something, I can't remember what, um, this, this person said that what they do is they put the egg yolks in the bottom of a Pyrex measuring cup. Um, and then, you know, a, a larger one, like a two cup one is what I use. And then, um, you put the oil on top of it and then you just have an immersion blender and you put it at the bottom and you start blending and then you slowly work the immersion blender up. And so when it's just whizzing around the bottom, it just has a little bit of oil, you know, cause it's yeah. mostly egg yolks down at the bottom. And then as you lift it up, it just introduces more oil. And it's just, that's just genius, you know. It is completely genius. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really um That's a great. useful tip. Yeah, and I always feel like the people in the comments at the um, New York Times recipes, you know, comments, pe- the people who comment on the recipes are um, way smarter than me. And they filter them too. So um, they they always say there's like, you know, 200 comments and there's, 35 useful comments and then you just read the useful ones. I'm, I'm serious. They do. No, I know. You don't, you don't I, I hugely read. appreciate that. I substituted corn chowder for the pork butt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we just cut to the chase on those. <laughs> yeah. And so it just doesn't waste your time, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I... <laughs> Uh, You know, speaking of a hack for making a delicious traditional food not have meat, um, I -hmm. found a recipe for um, French onion soup that uses a miso broth instead of a beef broth. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Um, So It's very umami-y. Yes, it it's got all this similar profile. I, I, and mm-hmm. I have a couple of kinds of miso in the fridge and I haven't tried this yet because I need to, um, get, you know, a bunch of onions. I think I only have one yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. I need a lot of onions. I, I usually, tell me the difference between a yellow onion and a Spanish onion. Do you know? I don't. Um, no, but um, Spanish onions, aren't they white? I don't That's know. what I thought. I thought that the Spanish yeah. onions were white onions. And I have traditionally, when I've made onion soup, I've used just yellow onions. But uh, yeah. the recipe that I saw that uh, substitutes miso broth for beef broth mm-hmm. re, uh, specifically called for Spanish onions. Huh. And I haven't you know, done that I before, make- but I, I'm going to try it. When I make French onion soup, I use a bunch of different kinds of onions. And it's just, I think it's like apple pie. When you have more varieties, it just tastes better. Like, I know that, it, you know, it's, and also it's because you cook the onions for so long. So, so um, the onions are different from each other. But yellow onions, as you cook them for, like, more than 12 minutes, really taste different than other onions. I mean, they have a very different flavor once you cook the bejesus out of them. And so... Like I, I will use um, um, yellow onions. Those are, I think, are the most important. But I'll use Vidalia onions and I'll use white onions. And I'll even, you know, if I have one, I won't go buy one. I'll toss a red onion in there too. Uh-huh. And I, I make a, a big, you know this, I make a big vat of caramelized onions once a year or so. And then I, pu- I put it in quart Ziploc bags and I freeze it. So I don't have to go through that 
process every time I want to make something. Yeah. Um, but there's a, a vegetarian French onion. What is it in there? Well, there's, there's a vegetarian, um, like a veggie broth, a veggie stock that's really, really good in um, the one of the Pock Pock books, the vegetable book. Oh, yeah. And, and, and he stews um, or, or, you know, cooks um, brews. <laughs> I've lost all my words. Yay. So awesome for a radio host. <laughs> but when he makes a stock, it's unfortunate. Oh, I know. A bunch of vegetables, but he puts in a whole bunch of onion peelings because they're brown. Yes. And it makes a really rich, dark brown stock. And that is really good. Excuse me, for, for veggie French onions. That's too. right. When Ooh. I worked at the uh, Colombian Cafe in Astoria, Uriah always had us separate out all the onion trimmings, the um, mm-hmm. the butts that you cut off and all the skins mm-hmm. and everything. And their house um, vegetarian onion soup was made with that stock, and it's really good. It's oh, really wow. good. Yeah. I just Googled while we were talking. I was on the Google, and it says <laughs> that Spanish onions are known as storage onions. They contain less water, and hmm. they have a longer shelf life, uh, a longer storage life, and they are simply yellow onions that are grown in a lower, um, let's see, Spanish and yellow onions. Um, Spanish onions are a particular kind of yellow onion. Okay. So uh, and they're and they're grown in with um, less in a low sulfur. That's what it says: low sulfur soil, okay. reducing the intensity of their flavor and letting the sweet starch come forth. And that would be why they keep a little longer. But uh, okay. so there. Uh, <laughs> And they're supposed to be a little sweeter than yellow onions or white onions. So, okay, there we go. So I always of thought between of the Vidalia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess I just never buy them because. Well, you do. You, do you ever see a sign on the table of all the onions that says Spanish onions? I never do. No, uh, uh-uh. and and I don't know if it's just because I'm not looking for it. You know, it kind of reminds me of how you know at 46 North Farm out there on 202. Yeah. They've got um, that area that they dry farm where they don't, yes. you know, um, irrigate it all year. And and she has those dry farm zucchini and they're drier. They just don't have as much moisture. As, yeah. In as, a zucchini, um, that can be regular. a good thing. <laughs> a real yeah, good thing. definitely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for looking that up. I mean, I learn something new every day. Well, oh. me too, you know, thanks to the Google. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, uh, I I think that using a variety of onions in anything that calls for onions is a really good idea. And leeks, um, I just yeah. like throwing them in with everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. E- even just and, um, and leeks render so much faster than onions it, leeks turn into they puree themselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> in no time <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's very convenient <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um we're coming into full on i mean we only have another month of spring right and then um, yeah and then we're gonna be uh edging into summer and there's going to be all the stone fruit and melons and berries. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Berries are just like a month away. I know. Not even, I mean, you know, when do they start showing up like Memorial day, you know? Yeah. We'll see this year. I mean, you know, it's 
not an exact science, but um, <laughs> it would be, I, I'm always um, oddly enthusiastic about the, the appearance of berries. It just makes me feel oh, better yeah. about everything. Seriously. Yeah. And even though, I mean, I have them, I always buy enough that I have enough in the freezer for the whole year, you know, but, uh, but there's just something when they're fresh, they're so delicious. Yeah. I, it's pretty. You know, I know that the berry guy, I have friends in very high places. I know you do because <laughs> you're buying, you know, like a half a ton or more of berries. It's crazy. <laughs> it's completely I crazy. I don't, I don't anymore. <laughs> Our time grows very short, Linda Perkins. So uh, oh, last no. thoughts because we have to say adieu. So I do have a last thought. Yes. Thought. Food talk KMUN at Outlook.com. Send your haikus <gasps> yes. about COVID eating and cooking. Food talk KMUN at Outlook.com. Come on, win our prizes. Go, you seven, go. (laughs) (laughs) We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll tell you all about it on the next show. Yay. Bye, Linda. Bye, Marianne.